coming up on the podcast, we go over ESPN and their NBA BPI preseason rankings. We also discuss Kevin Durant and his fake Twitter accounts. And is there cause for concern for Cowboy Nation? I think the question is, is there a cause for concern? What, what would I be concerned Cowboy about? Cowboy Nation, there is a cause for concern. For what? Well, this is why. Number one, you, you played a quarterback who we all agreed prior to the game being played was an average to below average quarterback. And he looked elite versus the Cowboys. Injuries or no injuries, he looked fantastic. Second thing is your offensive line was completely dominated. So what was your quarterback left to do? Be a quarterback. Get out of bad situations. Make plays down the field. Guess what? It's the first time in his career he had to do that. What did he do? He failed miserably. It wasn't his first time in his career he's had to do that. The it's Giants a, killed him last year. And they year. lost those games. So every time the, you, the Cowboys have asked their quarterback to deliver us a win, he has not. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast. The Ultimate Sports Talk Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the New Channel Sports Podcast. I am Oenyi. Sitting across from me and to my side are my co-host. What's going on, Chris? What's good, Houston? <laughs> <laughs> and sitting all the way across from me is your boy, Trey Day. What's up, man? Not too much, man. What's up? Can we give a, can we give a shout out to Cowboy Nation today? Don't you always take care of that? Always. Always. <laughs> Laker Nation, too. I know that's what you do, man. We're going to be we're, we're gonna be all right. We might as well just jump into it. I know you've been waiting on this for a few days now. I don't even know. What are you, what are you talking about? What, what's going on? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'd say we just, we just jump right on and let's see what's up. Okay. It's going to be a good show today. I, I, I agree with you. Um, so the Cowboys played... Sunday, right? Yeah. Who they play against again? The Broncos. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. On this podcast, episode twenty-three, Trey guaranteed a win. Yep. By two scores. Hey mm-hmm. man. Every every analyst does it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they all do it. But anyway, in a nutshell, are you at all concerned? Not one. Are day. you surprised they lost? Am I surprised they lost the way that they played in Denver and the way that Denver's run defense has been playing? No, I'm not sh- I'm I'm not shocked. I didn't think that Denver would come, especially the way that they played against the Chargers. I didn't expect that from Denver. But but they were playing at home um and they they were they were motivated. They were really really motivated. And that offensive line, the bright side for this for me is that everyone has been telling me for the last couple of years that anybody could run behind that Dallas Cowboys offensive line, how great they were. And the offensive line is pretty good, but that front seven that Denver has, I think is going to surprise a lot of people. And people thought what Ezekiel Elliott did last year was just a fraud because anybody could have done that because how great that offensive line was, how great does that offensive line look today? Not too good. Exactly. So you're saying you're not concerned? No, no, I'm not concerned, but I, they're better. They're better than average. They're better than most offensive lines. If not, I still think they have the best offensive line in football, but Denver's defense played extremely, extremely well. Extremely well. And our depleted secondary, that, I mean, we, we were down to nothing. 
I mean, if they probably, I, I mean, I think I text Chris during the game like Darrell Revis would be a Cowboy soon because they don't have anybody. We don't, we don't have anybody to cover anybody, and everybody who we lost is balling everywhere else they go, like in Jacksonville, because the Jags, you know, they're still doing good. They're in second place in in their division or tied for first, actually. They're all tied for first. Well, in my mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I disagree with you. I think the Dallas Cowboys should be concerned. Any Dallas Cowboy fan should be concerned. Concerned about, about what? Well, this is this is the thing. We talked about this in the last podcast. It's about progression in the NFL, right? The Dallas Cowboys are not in the same category as the Houston Texans as far as expectations. It's Super Bowl or bust for the Cowboys. That's not true. Then what is it then? What what uh, what what would be a successful season for the Cowboys? The NFC Championship game would be okay, a successful that's season. That's fine. Fine. Let's let's use NFC Championship game as um, a goal for mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Right now you have um the Packers who won and won. You have the Packers, you have the Atlanta Falcons. They're 2 and 0. You have the Detroit Lions who we can talk about them because their quarterback had 122 yards passing and 23 yards rushing against a mediocre football team. Any team right now with a good offense has a chance to beat the Cowboys right Negative. now. Negative. That this is absolutely true. Negative. Right? This is absolutely Negative. true. Based on what I've seen because the Denver Broncos offense is nothing special. Since when has anybody said Denver Broncos and that their offense is a top top tier offense? They no, score forty two points. Nobody's on asked. The Cowboys. No, correct. But have you had a chance to review what Denver's record is at mile? Not it's not mile high anymore. But at Sports Authority Field, have you seen? I mean, you just don't go into Denver and win football games like that. Okay, see, well, no matter who's that quarterback for them, is it? Is the same guy I was talking to? Last podcast, yeah. is someone different? But I think you're, I think you're poo pooing on how well they played. They no, played, I'm they not. played. They Trevor played. Simeon played above his head. I don't know that we'll ever see a game like that from him again. Who he has better offense? Packers are the Broncos. The Packers. Atlanta Falcons are the Broncos. The Falcons. Detroit Lions are the Broncos. I don't know. They're about, they're probably about the same. Okay, so the weakness for the Cowboys right now is their defense. Okay, prior to that rain delay. Our defense wasn't that big of an issue. Yes, we got beat on a few plays, but ultimately our defense is what got us our initial touchdown and kept us kept that game somewhat close. But right now, we can't win games without people out there that normally play. That's a given. Their 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 secondary is depleted. They almost didn't have anybody. They didn't have another. If one more defender got hurt, who was going to play defense for them? They have nobody. So what do you expect to happen? Well, what I expect to happen is a progression, right? In the NFL, you build up an identity. The Houston Texans have an identity right now. What is it? That they can only beat teams they're kind of supposed to beat. Well, that's they not true because they're supposed to be the Jags and they didn't. Okay, that's, that's that's true. They Then they have these letdowns. The Cowboys right now are building this identity that the defense is not going to show up in big games. That's the identity that they kind of built so, up right now coming into this season. So week one was a big game that they weren't supposed to win. And like we said, hold on, they hold weren't on. supposed to win that game? No. No. The, they have they struggled against the Giants. They're, they're the only out of the three losses we had last year, the Giants I mean when Odell Beckham, No one said the Cowboys were going to lose that game against everyone, the Giants. Everyone every all everything that I watched leading up to that game was how Dak Prescott struggled against the Giants, how their front seven put pressure on him, and how he was just not the Giants ran his head and Two out of the three losses last year, they were never able to get a hold of that. They held Ezekiel Elliott's like under 100 yards every single time, and the Cowboys, same offense, minus a couple of good players, weren't able to beat them. 
and they went out and they beat them easily. That same Giants team played the Lions, and the Lions beat them easily. And, the offense. What was the final score? It was like. I think the Giants scored to be 13 points. I think it was 24 to 10. 24 to right. 10. And Matthew Stafford had 122 yards passing and 23 yards rushing. This elite quarterback uh, and this team that you're talking about. He says above average. Okay. And <laughs> this quarterback, that this team that you're talking about, the Cowboys handled that Giants team to me easier than what the Lions did. The so Giants, I don't see, but the Giants are not a good team. They're, right now, and neither, they're, they're, they're and neither are good. the Lions. The Lions are better than the Giants, and the Lions would be able to hang with the Cowboys. Right, if there was a playoff game right now, they would be able to hang with the uh, the Cowboys. How many times last year were the Cowboys blown out? Mm, they weren't really blown. They out. They weren't. No, they were blown out this year by the Denver Broncos. Right. If you don't think that's cause for concern, because if the Dallas Cowboys, like you said, if they don't go to the NFC Championship game this year, it's a failure. And right now, looking into the glass ball. You cannot predict with confidence that the Dallas Cowboys are going to go back to the NFC Championship game based on these two games. Based they, on based on a game in based on a game in Mile High Stadium, mm-hmm. right? And based on a game where two days before the game was played, that they didn't even know if they their starting running back was going to be able to play. Right. So with all those into and the amount of injuries that they have, I'm not believe I don't believe in excuses. Right? Excuses are like those. Everybody's got one. Right. So I bleep that out. <laughs> so, but th- I mean, they they beat a team in the Giants who they're supposed to beat a, a division game, a rivalry game, which you even said, even when your Texans got beat by the Jags because they are the Jags, those rivalry games or those divisional games, you never know what's going to happen. I think this weekend we're going to see it. We're going to see that in the NFL. There's a lot of divisional games that you just don't know. I can't even pick them because I don't know. I really don't know who's going to win. They beat them. They hadn't beat this team in a year. Then they play. They go on the road off off of a pretty good win. It's the Giants. So anytime the Cowboys beat the Giants, it's a good win. And they play a team in Mile High Stadium, which is never an easy place to win. And I can look up what people's what their home record has been, even with crappy quarterbacks. And they literally got beat. That their momentum changed, their injuries changed. They got they got beat. Well, I think the question is, is there a cause for concern? What what would I be concerned Cowboy about? Cowboy Nation, there is a cause for concern. For what? Well, this is why. Number one, you you played a quarterback who we all agreed prior to the game being played was an average to below average quarterback, and he looked elite versus the Cowboys. Injuries or no injuries, he looked fantastic. Second thing is your offensive line was completely dominated. So what was your quarterback left to do? Be a quarterback. Get out of bad situations. Make plays down the field. Guess what? It's the first time in his career he had to do that. And what did he do? He failed miserably. It wasn't his first time in his career he's had to do that. The it's, Giants killed him last year. And they year. lost those games. So every time the you, the Cowboys have asked their quarterback to deliver us a win, he has not. I'm a huge so what are you supposed to do with what are you supposed to do when you've got when you've got when they stack the box with eight people? So let's talk real football here. When they stack the box with eight people and you can't get any time to throw the football, you there's nothing any quarterback could do. No, no, no. We're, and he, that, he, we're not even debating that. I'm not. I'm not debating. Ezekiel that. Elliott was hit in the backfield. But, I mean, before he even got to the line of scrimmage, like eight times. That's fine. So the same thing was happening to Dak Prescott. My, my, so what are you supposed point, to do? But there is a cause for concern. Why? When the few times that the Cowboys' offense has been challenged in the last year, well, two years or a year and a couple of games, they went, since Dak, Pros- Dak Prescott has been there. They have failed and they failed miserably. And he's been fourteen and four. That's not failure. You would love for your Texans to be fourteen and four, and they're not. No, that's fine. That's, well, if the Texans are fourteen, if and failing four. is fourteen and four, I'll take it. But my, my if point failing is, is fourteen and four, I'll take it. My point is this though: if your Cowboys 
play the way they played last week. They're, they're not going to play the Denver the, Broncos but every week. Up, that's fine, though. The issue is the defense is not good. Because Eli Mann in the beginning of the year has not looked good in okay. any shape, fashion, or form. So if 14-4 and four is a reason for concern with that quarterback and that roster, I'll take that concern. But the problem is you're not 14-4, and four, Cowboy Nation. With, with, one with, that, quarter, with that quarterback. <laughs> one and one, I, no, but you brought up that every time he's been put in a situation, he's failed. If, if Since he's been our quarterback and he's been our leader with the same amount of NFL players that he plays against, same defenses that thought they could scheme against him and do what the Giants did last year, that exact same quarterback with the majority of his team back there, minus a couple of defensive players is 14 and four so if him being a failure or mediocre or whatever you want to call it or him not being able to lead the team to 14 and four how many other quarterbacks in the nfl are 14 and four during that time frame that's fine but so i'm not concerned what would, I, what would i be concerned about well, let me tell you what I, first of all the secondary we've talked about this last uh podcast episode 23 the secondary secondary is terrible and it got worse on sunday but Trevor Simeon is not a great quarterback. We can argue he's not even a good quarterback. Like, and he destroyed you guys. So Trevor Simeon destroyed us or did? No, Trevor did, Simeon. So, Trevor Simeon destroyed so that had, So it had nothing to do with the people that were out there covering some – because the Broncos receiving core, you can't name – you can't name a handful of receiving tandems that are very better than Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. You can't name me a handful that, of receiving me, cores that me, are better. I, I agree with that point. But what was so shocking to me— You could throw the ball to a wide-open receiver. But the, this, It had nothing to do with Simeon. what was so shocking to me was they were getting destroyed before the rain came. What so was I the score? It was 7-0. How's that destroyed? But they were being dominated. And then when the rain came— I thought, okay, the Cowboys are going to regroup. They're going to come back. They're going to run the football. They'll be okay. And that didn't happen. They just kept getting slapped over and over and over. And then when they had a gimme touchdown, what does Dak do? He throws a pick six. And guess who doesn't run after the ball? Your boy, who should be suspended, by the way, Ezekiel Elliott. That was a that was the last play of the game. And if that if the Denver Broncos weren't playing the Dallas Cowboys, anybody at any level would intercept that ball and fall down. But because they're playing the Cowboys and he was trying to send a message, he ran that back for a touch. There is no game you'll watch for the rest of this season where time is expiring and somebody's going to run that interception how, how back. How can you do this on this podcast? How can you call me a homer so many times on this <laughs> podcast and just be homering it up? Right I'm not homering. I'm you just are, you're you're hitting out the park. I'm just right saying. Now. I'm just saying we're third, homer. I'm just saying we're we lost to one of the best defenses in football. Okay, not not just this year, not a defense that's hot like the Jags are. We've lost to we lost. We got dominated by one of the best defenses in football, period. This year, last year, consistently a perennial top five defense. So the Cowboys finished world record last year, 14 and two, 13 and three, 13 and three. If you go into the playoffs at 13 and three, your ultimate goal should be a Super Bowl. It should not be NFC championship. I'm sorry, Trey. Going into this year. The Cowboys' ultimate goal is Super Bowl. We don't Bowl, have the same team we had last year. We don't have the same defensive players that we had last year. But expectations are no, higher this year. No, we're than not, they were we're last not year. unrealistic Houston Texans fans. I think what's, we're going to win the division. Unreali- what's unrealistic about the Cowboys going to Super Bowl? Because we don't have we don't have Can the same team. Can the Cowboys team. go to Super Bowl? This no, year? they can't. I told you that from the beginning. I told you I picked the Packers to go to Super Bowl from the beginning. Did I not? No, I'm not saying who you picked. I'm saying expectations. My this expectations. Year. Not, not just yours. I'm talking about nationally. A realistic. The Cowboys, if you rank the Cowboys in the NFC, same way the Cowboys rank number one as the number one team in the NFC. No questions asked. Say that again. In the NFC, there are some people that have the Dallas Cowboys ranked number one. They're not even ranked in Going the top to- 10 on NFL, NFL.com. They're not even ranked in the top 10 in the NFL right now. So how in the hell are they ranked number one in the NFC? Packers. Right? You name the Packers yeah. as being a better team. 
Atlanta. You can put Atlanta in there too. Those are the only two teams realistically that you can rank ahead of the Dallas Cowboys going to this season. You can't name another team in the NFC. Yeah. You can't. Right, but I'm not talking about the top 10 in the NFC. I'm talking about the top 10 in football in general. Okay, let's put the Patriots. That's it. No, I you, don't you, think that's so. That's it. You cannot realistically or arguably say that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a better chance. You yes, can't you say, could. You could arguably. I'm not saying it's this clear cut. You can argue that. But that's it. That's still it. There are not nine teams that so, are better going into this season than Dallas Cowboys. But okay, you're talking about going in. We're in the season. Okay. Okay, so if forget what we thought. you're a top five team in the NFL right now, top five, going to the NFL. The Cowboys aren't a top five team right now. They are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. They no, are they're not. Well, well, you, okay, when you say right now, we're talking about no, week before, three. No, week three. Before the season started. Right, but we, but we can't I'm talk not about, about right now. Okay, so the whole predictions and what we think is going to happen, that part's over. Now we got a sample size of what these teams are made up okay, of. But before the season started. Why are we? Why would because, we? because I'm trying to tell you about expectations. Okay. Before the season started. The Cowboys had expectations of going to the Super Bowl. I never had those expectations. To, I'm just saying in general. If you, if I think those are false. I think those are false expectations and, and, by some from look, fans that are you're right. But homers. that's 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 Cowboy Nation coming into the season. Cowboy Nation expected a Super Bowl. That's, at least at least at the very least. Not my inner circle. An NFC Championship. Game. Not my not my, the people that I know that are Cowboys fans. I can't tell you one of them who said we go to the Super Bowl. That, that's like the Atlanta Falcons saying they never never had a chance last year. I didn't say yes, that. You, no, no, I'm just saying that's what it's like. No. Because it's not that the, like the Dallas Cowboys got whooped. They were a play or two away from going to NFC Championship uh, last year. Is that not true? With a different set of people, with a different group of people on defense. You add, you add a couple of people on defense. That you just said right here, not too long ago, that the expectations of the Dallas Cowboys this year is an NFC Championship game. Right. That, that hasn't is, that changed. Is, that's higher expectations right there because they did not make the NFC Championship game last year. Right. So that's higher than last year. So how, yes. so how do we go from losing our playoff game to making it to the Super Bowl? Because what if you go to the NFC Championship game and you win it? That's exceeding some expectations. Pe- and some people think that's possible. It, if you don't think it's possible, that's fine. That's your opinion. I didn't, say, I didn't say that it wasn't po- anything is possible. Any given, any given weekend, anything is possible. I mean, hell, the Jags beat the Texans for crying out loud. <laughs> Let it go. You know, I mean, anything is possible. But I'm just telling you right now that that's not. I mean, the Colts almost beat the Cardinals this past. They should have beat the Cardinals this weekend. The Cardinals are not that good. That's, still, that's their story. That would still story. be an upset. That's their story. The Cardinals are not mean expectations right now. They are also a team that some people might have thought would go to Super Bowl this That's year. That's crazy. Those are, those I'm just are saying, crazy I'm just thoughts. telling you what some people might think. Those are bold predictions. Those are those are some very, yeah, very no, bold predictions. The Cardinals is bold, but I want to go back just with the Cowboys and how the Jaguars and Texans keep coming to this, and I don't know why. My Texans, we're good right now. We're one and one We're going to get smacked this weekend against the Patriots, but it's okay. But I just want to go back to the point that Trey's making as far as expectations for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East, in your opinion. Absolutely. When you have the best team in your division and you believe they're going to at least host an NFC divisional game, how can you not have expectations for the Super Bowl? It's crazy. Who says, oh, yeah, I'll host an NFC divisional game, but we have no expectations for the Super Bowl? It just depends on the team. You win your your divisional game, you go to the championship. I'm talking specifically about the Dallas Cowboys. Exactly. The Dallas Cowboys, and I bring the Houston Texans up again. And the Houston Texans are not in the same category. If the Houston Texans win a division, no one expects them to go to the Super Bowl. Just no one. Okay. I mean, nobody. So what if the Dallas Cowboys go to the playoffs 
and they get to buy they did it last year. Mm-hmm. Most people expect them to go to Subo. In the past 22 years, what would make a real unbiased, real fan what have the Cowboys done in the past 22 years that would lead you to believe that it's Super Bowl or bust? I don't think we need to look at the past 22 years. We just need to look at what they did last season. When you have a 13-3 okay. and season with arguably the number one running back in the NFL, who we were talking about potentially being the MVP, we all agreed if there was a non-quarterback, it would be Ezekiel Elliott. And a quarterback who, even though I don't think he's elite, but he's certainly a very good game manager. Of course you have Super Bowl expectations. No, you don't. If you if we did but okay, I could understand that. I could even understand having this conversation if if ever one time since we've been doing this podcast that I said the words Cowboys and Super Bowl champions I'm or not, even Super I'm not Bowl talking participants. about you specifically. Okay. I'm talking about people nation in general. So so how come the sky wasn't falling? We've seen this movie before. When 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 the Texans lost, it was we've seen this movie before. I'm just giving you a point that we've seen this movie before. We're not concerned. We don't know what's going to happen. We can still win our division. If we can win a playoff game, we're good. The Cowboys got dominated in week two on the road against a good Denver team, a Denver team that I think most people. And if you look and if you watch anything recently, a lot of people underestimated how good this Denver defense is going to be again this year with a decimated defense right the cowboys got smacked and now the sky is falling it's the end of the world they should have been in the super bowl since when whoever said what what one columnist that told it that said the cowboys would win the super bowl or be in the super bowl okay this let's let's lead us through all of it this is throw the super bowl away okay this is about expectations okay that's the key word here right now that's the difference no one expects the Houston Texans to go to the Super Bowl. I like how you No one expects up. the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. I said throw that out. Okay. Let's just say win a playoff game. Yeah. Let's just say that. Okay. If you don't think there's some concern based on what you saw in that Denver Bronco game, having the same issue, which is the defense, then something's wrong. And I, I throw Super Bowl out there. If the Dallas Cowboys which I think if they don't go to Super Bowl is a, a bust. But if they go back to the playoffs and lose again because of their defense, it's it's a failure of the season. Um, uh, we just have to agree to disagree. So if they go back to the playoffs, Trey, and they lose in the same fashion they lost last year, you're I, not going to be calling the, for something to happen on a defense. I'm calling for something to happen to their defense so right now. So how is that not a Okay, And that's the point. Because you are concerned. That's why I'm not, concerned, I'm, not concerned, right now. I'm not concerned about our record. I'm because I mean I can't control or coming into the season how healthy they were, how healthy they are. I mean, if we have Barry Church back out there, it's a different story. If we have Brandon Carr back out there, it's a different story. We don't have those guys out there. But that's part of the concern too. Okay, health, well, health you issues. call it a concern. I don't call that a concern. That's just football. That's just the way that it happens. That it just goes that to way. Me, to me, when you when you have a conversation and one side of the football decimated or not is clearly a problem then there is a concern yeah but you're t- you're talking about you're talking about week two in an nfl season week no, two no, don't get me wrong it is week two the dallas cowboys have time to turn around and they if they do turn around that's fine but if the dallas cowboys go into next week with the same mentality that you have right now that oh we're 14 and 4 this this and that 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 there's gonna be a problem because they have to progress. Because they are not showing me that they have gotten any better from last year. That's just what I'm seeing. But more, that, that's, that's just two weeks. But more importantly than that, they 
they're not as you know when the Patriots lost week one, where's the concern meter? Zero, because not only have they proven it, you know they have the track record of winning those games. The Cowboys just but don't. You, you can't compare the best franchise in the past of this century to we're the Cowboys or anybody we're else. We're comparing expectations, No, no you're That's not comparing what, yeah, expectations because the expectations for the Patriots is to win the Super Bowl. Exactly. That's not the Cowboys' exactly. expectations. Well, Nobody that's, that's, in their that's right your, mind. That's not your expectation. Nobody in their right mind would pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl over the New England Patriots. I didn't and say to be honest it. with you. I didn't say win it. I and to be honest go, with you, I say go to the Super Bowl. If I'm you not. take back, if you take back, you know, move fast forward past that first quarter, the New New England Patriots didn't look very good against the Saints after that because of injuries. They didn't look. They have not dominated the football games like they're supposed to. They dominate the Saints. They be, that's the Saints. They yeah. beat the Saints, who have a known problem. Defensively, yeah, but that's the, the Saints are the Offensi- Saints. But offensively, the Saints moved the ball up and down the field against them. Drew Brees threw the ball up and down the field. On you them. don't think the New Orleans Saints are concerned right now? They've seen the same movie over and over. Again. I don't know that. Oh, so, too. I think we use different terminology for that. Maybe it's tomato, tomato. I don't, I don't think that's a concern. That's just the life. That's just the way that it is for them. There's no concern. They, they don't have an expectations to to win no, the they, division. They, no, they don't. But so if, I don't if think there's a, a concern fan, there. No, you're right. You're right. You can look at it in a different perspective with the Saints. You might look at that and be like, well. The Saints are the Saints. But if you went to the season thinking that they're going to be a better team than last year, then you're concerned because, you know, you're going to have the same team that you saw last year. I, I'm, to me, that's to me. I don't view that as being concerned. I think it's just like you said with the Texans. It, we've seen this movie before. They've been here before. This is what the real expectation. Okay. As a fan, I hope you do a little bit different. But the Patriots haven't looked great. My, my point is this. If the Cowboys, and, and oh, you made this point earlier, if the Cowboys aren't concerned and this defense is as bad as they looked because they made C.J. Anderson, a guy whose many thought his career was over. C.J. Anderson did well against the Chargers. He's in the league and rushing right now because of the Cowboys. I think there's a chance the Cowboys could miss the playoffs. I'm not predicting that. But if their defense is that bad, as bad as they look, they could miss the playoffs. Y'all are smoke. Now, this is the thing. About this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Trey. That's crazy. That Dang is crazy that. to me. I'm, I'm just saying, like, before, the, the, a week ago, it was, we've seen this movie before. It is, it's, it's, this is what we expected. Anything could okay, happen. And then now, all of a sudden, the sky's falling. This is why it's different. This is also why it's different. Look at the division the Texans are in. Okay. It's the, terrible. It is. Exactly. So if the Texans lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's like, okay, whatever. No, because the, the Texans Cowboys, are, and you okay. Because this is the point, this point. The Dallas Cowboys, they they were never even close to getting blown last year by anybody. So like, who wasn't close? I don't remember the score of the Packers game, but I don't think it was close. With the uh Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. But it was competitive. Okay. Cowboys and Broncos. They're much closer to being on the same level in the general public's eye than the Texans came with the expectations of the Texans coming into this season and how dominant this defense was supposed to be, right? Compared to the Texans and Jags, there's a huge drop off there. The Patriots and the and the Saints. Every the, when Tom Brady comes out there and throws three touchdowns in the first quarter, you're expecting this game is going to be out of control. Granted, it was never close, but the Patriots have gone and got blown out. I'm talking about mollywopped by the Chiefs. And they beat a Saints team, but didn't beat a Saints team convincingly. I think they'll we'll see many teams beat the Saints worse than what the Patriots did. And they're back. They're back. I don't know about that. They, that that was a beatdown. That game was a beatdown. What was the but final the score? That, but this is the thing, though. They were never gone. Dude, Nobody yeah, ever yeah. said the Patriots were gone. They're, after that first that's loss? because we've seen the movie. After that first that's loss? because we've seen We haven't seen the before. Patriots get stomped like that. No, we've seen the Patriots lose, and people say, oh, are they in trouble now? And then they come back and next they week. lost at home okay, to Kansas City. They've lost home games before? Not like that. But Not people, like that. People, people are not surprised when the Patriots come back 
and show the world that they're the team to beat. We have to wait and see with this Dallas Cowboy team. Okay. And for what I've seen, you know, now for you to say they're not a Super Bowl contender, the Atlanta Falcons, we don't know what they're going to do without Kyle Shanahan. That's been the problem all year. And they didn't look great either. Okay. The Packers, the Packers just lost. The, and they and their defense went from being really, really good against the Seahawks to playing crappy against the Falcons. And so what other team can you name in the NFC that can realistically contend with the Dallas Cowboys if you just said that? That's why I'm not concerned. That's exact. You just you just you just proved so my point. That's are, why then, there's so no they concern. Are super contenders then? No, <laughs> I didn't say that they were better than the Packers. I still think the Packers going to win. And if anybody anybody that you know loves the Cowboys as much as I do, I'm realistic enough to know that the Cowboys it would take some it would take a miracle for them to make the Super Bowl. That's not that was never since I've known you that has those words have never come out of my mouth. I said I still say we're about a year away. And, I, and I've stood firm by that. You so, might be right. But the point is, the expectation for the Dallas Cowboys is to be better than what they were last year. And they're one and one. I, I understand that. I know it's early. I just said it's early. And I asked you the question, if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, do you see some concern in what you saw last what week? What team isn't expected to be better year over year? Okay. Duh. Are y'all better? Every, are y'all better than y'all were last year? Why do you continue? I'm just to asking the you Texas? because you're asking me. Let, me. let me tell y'all something. What team? What team? I, I've noticed this when we have the Cowboys and really Trey back in the corner. His natural reaction is to come after my Texans. What te- What team can you clearly say is much better, and their record shows it than they were last year? Other than the Kansas City Chiefs, I would say the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions. I think they're a lot better. I think their schedule even, has. Even, I think their schedule has something to do with that too. Well, that's true. Philadelphia Eagles are definitely way better than they were last year. What's their record? Are they they're, they're one and one. They're one, one, one. Exactly. But they're still better than what they're last year. Yeah, but but it's not. That's not the point. No one came into this. Okay, if people the Philadelphia pick the Eagles, Eagles to win to beat to win the NFC the East. Philadelphia Eagles go to the playoffs last year. No, no. But they picked them to win the NFC East. Who picked? Who picked? Several people. If my phone wasn't dead, I'd show you that. Several people did. No, sir. But the way they wait, the way the way season's going right now, I wouldn't be surprised if the Philadelphia Eagles did win that division. Well, I already. I know. I know. I know. You out your mind? I know. Come on now. You're out your mind, man. You're out your mind. Can we please get to the Falcons? Because somebody also made a prediction on the show saying the Falcons would get beat. But how many scores was it, Trey? I don't he said, he said, that. You said the Packers will win easily. That's what you he said. said. But easily. You said the Packers will win easily. And they got beat down. And the Packers are another team struggling with injuries. Jordy Nelson goes down the first possession of the football that game. That does not matter. You're out your mind. The Falcons you are running out up, your mind. The Falcons look just like they, they oh, look fantastic. So, so the leading field. touchdown receiver in the NFL, losing him, oh, you're just supposed to, you're going to be no, great no, without no, no, him. No, no, no. I'm not saying that's crazy. But that's whether Jordy Nelson's there or not, the Falcons win that game. The Falcons look like, okay, you guys think we're done? Oh, Trey, you think we're done? NFL, you think we're done? Let's go smoke them again. They just smoked them last season, and they did it again. They made Aaron Rodgers have thrown two pick six should've. in that game. Could have, should have, would have. They dropped the ball, and they still blew could've. them out without the pick six. So the, the Packers shouldn't be concerned right now. The, if they're concerned about anything, it's the number of injuries that they have. It's but not should, that. General, it's not that. In general, no, should be no, no, no. The same thing I said when New England got blown out by Kansas City. Those teams aren't going anywhere. You don't get thirteen and three. You don't get to the the NFC Championship game by being bums. If the Texans go back to the playoffs again, if if they do, if they go back to the playoffs again, they're nine and seven. They go into the first round and they lose to anyone in the fashion they've been losing before. It's not a successful season. So I can't just sit here and say, okay. 
they're who they are or they're going to continue to do what they do if I expect more from them. As long as not Cincinnati Bengals, I don't care who they beat in the playoffs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with the Dallas Cowboys, with the Packers, let's use the Packers as an example. You should be concerned. Why? Because you're injured. Team. Injuries. Because, well, that's, that's part but of that's it. Not something, but that's that part doesn't... of the concern. If, if Deshaun Watson goes down right now, I'm concerned. If Tom Brady goes down right now with the Patriots, you better well be concerned because you're not going to accomplish what you did the year before. Sure. That's part of the concern. Don't, didn't, how many games did Tom Brady miss last year? They were three and one without yeah. Tom Brady. But their, their record without Tom Brady is actually pretty decent. That's the beginning to see. I'm talking about if he gets right. hurt right now and he can't make golden players, you should he, be concerned. If he's not there, that's a totally different. So you got a totally different team. So of course, you, you're, but your expectations. If, so if, based if, on what you're saying, no team should ever be concerned ever. So we have a different take on being concerned. If so Tom, what Brady, is your take on being concerned? So if then? Tom Brady's out for the season, my expectations are not to go to the Super Bowl. Automatically, those expectations temper. So I'm not concerned. My expectations are now, man. If we make the playoffs, we're lucky. Right, my expectations without Tom Brady, my expectations without a, a healthy team, those expectations are tempered. So, what makes you concerned? What? I don't. I guess I don't get. I don't get concerned. No, but but my expectations are tempered. So if so, so I, but I just said that nothing based on what you're saying, nothing should happen to any team to where anybody should ever be concerned. Me, person. That's just my okay, outlook okay, on life fine. in general. That's I don't fine. worry about stuff that no, I can't I, control. That's about life. No, I'm just saying I don't worry about stuff that I can't control. So if Ezekiel Elliott got suspended, my, automatically, I don't think we're going to make the okay, NFC I'm Championship I'm talking game. about what things you can't control then. Okay. Is there any outcome for any team to where you look at something like, okay, there's concern here? If your team is fully healthy, if your team is fully healthy and you've got and your in the normal... NFL, when does it ever really just happen? That's pretty rare. For you to be healthy throughout the whole right. year. Right. So I think go ahead, go ahead. So, so much like we do, even on our fantasy rosters, right? So let's just take it back a little bit to stuff that a lot of people can relate to. When your main player goes down, if David Johnson went down for you, right? Now, do you expect your fantasy football team to still win as many games as they were beforehand if that was your number one pick in the draft? I don't know. That depends on you. So I'm, it, it no, I'm saying you, just, and you in general. You, it depends on who else you have on your roster as well. Right. So if you don't have anybody in your roster that can replace him, are your expectations the same? It just depends. It depends on who else you have around that player. Right. So what I'm saying is that in the, it, the Cowboys don't have anybody, anybody, any talent to replace the people that they got. How could I expect them to win as many games as they did before? Okay. And it's not because they're not playing or they're not. there's no chemistry or they're not doing very well and they just flat out suck. It's because literally they're down to their last defensive back on the roster. Like, this guy was just suited up just in case of an emergency, and that emergency happened. You're not going to win with those people. Okay, so, Trey, walk with me for a second. We're talking about being concerned. So, let's take the Cowboys, right? And let's say, for this hypothetical we're going down right now, everybody stays healthy. As far as the offensive side. So, Zach, uh, Deke is there. What am I talking about? (laughs) Prescott's there. Elliott's there. The defense status quo remains the same. So, nobody gets injured. You lose to the Cardinals Monday Night Football. Are you concerned? You get blown out by the Cardinals. Are you concerned? If everybody's there, mm-hmm. that won't happen. I'm not saying that. You lose. Just walk with me. You lose the game. Are you concerned? You're now one and two. Uh, I'd be mad. I'd be pissed off. But I don't are you know. Concerned? But no, I would. I would imagine if something like that happened. I mean, that that's a very hypothetical. But it would be like, what happened? Like, that's what, what I'm saying. I'm saying, walk with me did, for a second. So tell me what. So did did you they get blown did out? We, you just, you sound just like I did. So did I we said, not just score? Did we not score offensively? Did we get? Did we? They, a, they lost in the same fashion they've always lost. 
the defense can't stop the Cardinals. It's 38-35, you lose. Okay, I'm not concerned about that. We put up That's 35 fine. points. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. Well, That's fine. You lose the next week to the Rams. Same way. The Rams, golf puts up ridiculous numbers, 400-plus yards. Sammy Watkins has three touchdowns. Are you concerned? And, again, are we moving the ball? Are we scoring or not? If we start off one it's and 38, three. 38-35, the same score. If it's the same score. If we start off one and three, then I've, I've got a problem. So you're I've got a concerned. huge problem. So then you're concerned. I mean, I don't know that it's it, – I don't know it's concerned. I mean, I think in there – for me, the way I look at sports and the way I look at things in general, when I coach and everything else, it's what is causing us to do that. Like, what is it? And if it's if it's bad play, is it bad play calling? Is it what it – so – I don't know. I, I've I, me personally. If you know, if, if you talk to me outside of here, I'm never. I don't think I'm ever concerned. Look, I'm never really concerned. For me, was that my family had to evacuate because of Hurricane Harvey. Wait, 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 wait one second. But perfe- and he, personally and professionally, I don't get concerned. I, and I, if you have a child or anybody, send I got them, four of them. Send them to Trey. If you have a sorry football player who's a child, send because Trey, this guy is unbelievable. If you're only 16, he's going to make me feel like I'm 16 and 0. I do. I do have that God ability to do that. I've done it. for the Cowboys. I've done it all, he's done it all my <laughs> he's life. He's a Cowboy fan, though. I've done it all my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's I've a done my, Cowboy fan. I've got it. Cowboy I've, fans do this. No. They, Cowboy, fans, oh five. Cowboy, fans, Cowboy fans would tell you. Cowboy oh fans. Would, six. Oh, we're not concerned. Cowboy fan would, is like, you know, Houston Rocket fan or San Antonio Spur fan and. Other uh, Houston Texans fans, yeah, you know they're not. When they when I'm not, I don't get concerned about that type of stuff. My, Cowboy fans, do I that. tell you, I told you my feelings about Tony Romo, and most of you feel like he. I was never I, my t- expectations were tempered when we made the playoffs. I didn't expect to do anything with him. Period. Like I, I'm, I'm a realist. I'm not a. I don't have these delusions, you know, or I don't wear these, you know, glasses or these lokes that make me think my team is better than what they really are. If they suck, they suck. Like do you I just, think there's a chance that the Dallas Cowboys. Do not win a playoff game this year. It's possible. It's possible. I'll go one further. Do you think there's a chance the Cowboys miss the playoffs this year? I don't see that happening. Okay, so at all. when when, or if it ever comes to light that they may miss the playoffs, will you feel some kind of way? I will be. I will be it depends on the, in, in the, how we're losing. How we're losing football games and why we're losing football games. Let, let, let's say is they're 8-8. Eight and eight. They have to win their last game well, to make the seven playoff. Seven eight at that point. Seven eight, whatever. Seven eight. Oh, because they can't finish. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, seven and eight, and they have to win their last game to to make the playoffs, and they lose. Will you feel some kind of way? No, if, if they've lost eight games, my expect. I mean, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. I'm telling you, send your kids to this man because he's <laughs> never concerned. I've got I've got a few hundred parents that would agree with you. And, and hey, man, hey, I got a few hundred parents that would agree with you. He's a cowboy fan, no. so you know. I'm just, I'm just. I mean, that's that's the way. That's how cowboy fans think. You know, it, nothing can ever happen. Romo goes down. Oh, we're not concerned. Dak Prescott goes down. That's not, not concerned. That's, so we. The difference is, and I just want to make sure this is clear. You're you're concerned because you're used to that being a Rockets no, no, no. and a Texans fan. I'm saying fans. that the, I'm saying I don't Cowboys, get concerned. I don't get I'm con- saying the Cowboys should be concerned. No, as fans, you should be concerned that the Dallas Cowboys are not going to make it. Past what they made last cons- year. That's I, think what, that's all concern- I think people get concerned when your expectations um, overtake reality. No, even your expectations right now. 
you should be concerned. No, when expectations when your expectations exceed what's what rea- what's going on in reality, that's if when you, you should if, get concerned. If I sat here on this podcast and said the Texans are, are the going Texans. to the Super Bowl. I've seen this movie before. That's what's exactly what you said. The Jags are the Jags. <laughs> that's exactly what you said. He's in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing these haymakers. They're not. They're just. Anyway, if the Texans, if I said on this podcast that the Texans were going to go to the Super Bowl, that's just illogical. Okay, everybody knows the Texans are not going to go to the Super Bowl this year. And everybody knows the Cowboys aren't going to win the Super Bowl. But I never said the Cowboys were going to win the Super Bowl. That's not what I said. You said they would go to the Super Bowl. I said go. That's not not logical. Let me tell you right now. It's possible for the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. It's not possible. Yes, it is. It's not possible. We would be exceeding expectations that that happened. The Cowboys, like I said, they were a play or two away from going to the NFC Championship last year. Okay, listen. Okay, and you say we could argue that the Cowboys had a better chance of beating the Atlanta Falcons and the Packers did. Some people, some people might say that because they could establish a They're crazy. When, we'll, we'll, we'll see the old tree again someday. They're crazy. Because I think, I, think, I think this is actually Trey being concerned. No, it's when he's possible. he's just like delusional like no, this. It's possible. I think, I think it's, it's concerned. It's possible that the Texans beat the Patriots this weekend. It's not very likely. It would take. No, a, it's not likely. It's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you that right now. So, no. That's not going to happen. On any the, g- the Dallas Cowboys have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl and winning it than the Cow. I mean, the, uh, that's the not true. Of winning. That's not it, true. Yes, it is. Yes, it it absolutely true. is. I'm just telling you. You wouldn't take that bet, Trey. Every weekend, every weekend, you never, you never and know. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me to root for the Cowboys. No, I'm that's not. That's what you're trying to get me to do. No, you, want, you want me to root for the Cowboys and hope that they go to the Super Bowl so that I can tell you that. You were wrong about yeah. that. And then you'll be like, oh, you know, I flipped the script on you. <laughs> I know what you're doing, Trey. It's I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not. When not I get you. a high-pitched voice like that, folks, if you don't know, that means I am going berserk, okay? I am not going to fall for it. I'm not. Next topic. We've talked about this for 40 minutes. All right. I almost cussed. But no more bleeps on this show. <laughs> All right, Trey. I, you always do this to me, bro. <laughs> so anyway, ESPN they bring out their preseason BPI, kind of like a ranking thing. Analytics isn't involved, and they have their top ten teams going to the NBA season. Number ten is the Bucks. Number nine is the Warriors. Number eight is the Raptors. Number seven is the Timberwolves. Number nine is not the Warriors. No, I said the Warriors. Or the, I said the Bucks. You said I said the Bucks. You said Bucks and then Warriors. Warriors. Okay, I have to go back and check that out. Okay. So <laughs> now leave it in there. You're too. High. You're too high right now. Yeah, you, this is your fault. <laughs> this is all your fault. Bucks, Wizards, Raptors, Timberwolves, the Cavs number six, Thunder number five, Celtics number four, Spurs number three, the Rockets at number two, and the Warriors at number one. What's that? When I read that list, there, uh, Trey. What stands out to you? First of all, the Rockets at number two. That's okay. ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Spurs at number three. That makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, I think the Celtics at number four. That's hard to argue. That might be the right spot for them. But the Cavs behind all those teams is that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. What stands out to you, Chris? It's the Cavs. The Cavs being behind that many teams is, is when you have LeBron. You're not going to be behind the Thunder. You should be possibly be behind the top two or maybe three Western Conference teams. But to be all the way down at number six, I think 
is a is a slap in the face of LeBron. And yes, the East has a lot to catch up with the West as a whole. But as far as the top two teams there, they can they can hang with most of the Western Conference teams. Yeah, the Yenner said this is an analytical thing, so it wasn't really like they just picked the teams. They did some kind of analytical thing to formulate this, and this is what they got. Um, what stands out to you? The Rockets should not be number two. We don't know what the Rockets going to do next year. Um, the, the the Thunder should be number five either. The Cavs should be higher. You can argue that maybe the Celtics were better than the Cavs next year. Those are the top two themes, but the Rockets and the Cavs shouldn't be that low. That's pretty much it. I I, I really disagree with both of you with the Rockets because I would I have had them at number two? No, I probably would have had them at three. But two is not something that I jumped out to me. It's outrageous. Everybody keeps saying, oh, how are they going to mesh Chris Paul and James Harden? I know we're getting to that on a different podcast, but my point is how can – if you have two of the best ball handlers in the NBA and you already had a team, as as bad as it looked against the Spurs when the Rockets lost, the Rockets were there the entire series. It just got ugly at once James Harden ran out of gas. And the Rockets no doubt got better. And you can argue the Spurs got worse and older. How can they not be in front of the Spurs? I would put them in front of the Spurs. I don't think it's crazy to have them at two. So I know there's some rule changes, but you're talking about ball handlers is a are they adding an extra ball on the court? Like, are they playing with two basketballs now or yeah. just one? Everybody keeps saying that. I'm just asking. I don't know why everybody keeps bringing that so up. So is Jimmy <laughs> is Jimmy better with the ball in his hand um, or spotting up and shooting? Is Chris, Chris Paul is a player who definitely needs the ball in his hand. So I understand the luxury of having the opportunity of having one of them on the floor at the same time, but them two together – James Harden is going to be a liability. I mean, I think he's a much, much one of the best players in the NBA when he has the ball in his hand. When Chris Paul's doing that, Chris, I'm not worried about Chris Paul spotting up and shooting unless he's shooting 300 three pointers a day right now and learns how to shoot from that corner like Ariza could. I'm not worried about that. If Harden's got the ball, Harden. I mean, I think that's, I think that's why they shouldn't be number two because I think they need to. If you throw just, if you just throw stats in, if you just look at these players by their stats and their history. You just mix those numbers in. Yeah, Chris Paul's unbelievable. So t- statistically, it looks great. Everybody seems to. I don't. Chris Paul's a terrific shooter. But what people really fail to see is he's when a he's good a shooter. Catch and shoot shooter. He shoots close to fifty percent. He's Chris a Paul. Good, he's a good shooter. But catch and shoot, he's shooting close to fifty percent. He's never had that extended amount in his career. I don't. To me, the argument about that they won't mesh is it's a it's it's a dumb argument. I never said that they won't mesh. I'm just saying that we've got to we've got to wait and see, and for people to to have expectations of them being better than a proven squad like the Spurs or the or the or the Cavs. That's just that's hideous. My thing is if the if the Cavs or the Spurs did anything to get better, because the argument can be made that both teams got worse over the summer, right? Both teams it, got worse. It can be made, yeah. And there's the argument can be made that the Rockets got better over the summer. So it's really simple. I don't know. You lost well, your okay, best defender. Okay. The argument can be made that the Rockets got better, especially if they do somehow get Carmelo. It ain't happening. Okay, well, that's why. Why you got to do that? (laughs) So if Carmelo does come into the fold, into the mix, I still got to see it to believe it. The Spurs have proven that they can go deep into the playoffs and win championships. And that's pretty much the sole reason why I put the Spurs in front of the Rockets. Okay. And the Warriors and the Cavs. It's just that's just that's just it. I need y'all to just be honest about 
the Rockets because what's really what happening. What did I just say, Trey? I know, but what's really happening is y'all are making me defend the Spurs, and I don't like that. So everybody at Ten Arrows CrossFit, my boy Clem, they're like, oh, you know, everybody's a Spurs fan deep down inside. That's BS. I am not a Spurs fan. But listening to you Rockets fans talk, it makes me, like, defend them, and I don't like that. I don't like that. What did I just say, Trey? I said the Spurs are ahead that of the was, That was half way. Oh, my God. All the beliefs are from you. We're going to have a swear jar. From that, so from that was your, on, a you had job. like one tippy toe in and one tippy toe out trying to you like it was a backhanded compliment to the but Spurs that you it. just did. <laughs> no, it was not. That was a backhanded compliment. I just said they won championships, they proven themselves. That's not a backhanded compliment. It's for me, it's the Warriors, then it's the Spurs, then it's the um Cavs. Then you put the Rockets Yeah, in there. the argument can be made. The Spurs get worse. Yeah, that's yeah. It you just co-signing over there. Look, the argument, the Spurs got worse. It, what it, did they it, do this offseason? The argument get can be made. I wouldn't be surprised if the Spurs come back next year and have a better record than they did uh, the year before. I'm not. I'm just saying the argument can be made. That's all I'm saying. Can be. That's all he's saying. Okay. Tony Parker got a year older. Is Manny Ginobili still playing? Yep. He yeah. He got a year older. Is LaMarcus Aldridge still playing? He got I don't know older. if it's going to be for the Spurs. Is James, <laughs> is James Harden playing defense? Nope. That's what we got Chris Paul for. Is Patrick Beverly there to play defense? Chris nope. Paul's a better defender than Patrick Beverly. At least the numbers say so. I don't really think that. But the numbers say he is. Oh, so what now you you're a number guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, y'all going to make me wear my Spurs gear up in here. You can do that. No, I'm do not. That. I'm not. You know you want to. Deep down inside. I'm starting. I'm learning a lot from you in this podcast, Trey. <laughs> no. I'm learning a lot from you, Laker Nation, baby. We should play poker soon. Yeah, let's do it. I got your poker face, man. <laughs> Laker Nation. The next topic up for discussion is Kevin Durant. He makes these fake Twitter accounts so that he can defend himself against other people on Twitter. Chris, how, I know you. You've called him weak and all this other stuff. How does that exactly make you feel? I mean, all it does is validate what I've been saying. The guy is weak. On He knows his move is weak, which is why he has to defend himself. But the embarrassing thing is he has a fake Twitter account on his phone tweeting little kids. I mean, he's talking to – he could be talking to my little cousin, getting mad at a little kid saying, hey, nah, my move wasn't weak. Who does that? And then come out and deny it. And he still keeps talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why? Because he knows his move was weak. Even after winning a championship, he still has the guilt in his heart, no. which is why he created a fake profile. Negative. Kevin Durant, I see you, player. You still have the guilt, but it's okay. So if you guys saw the article ESPN did on him, he, what got to him was the lack of support from average Joes. So I don't know of a millionaire who ever really gave a damn what the average Joes thought about them, honestly. And when he said, when he got um, the approval from his Team USA players who were, I'm happy for you, congratulations, good job, that is what actually got him over that. But when, when you give your your blood, sweat, and tears to an organization and they just literally turn their backs on you and don't support you like that, I think that's, I mean, that's bad. I know their feelings were hurt. Same thing happened with LeBron. When LeBron decided to leave Cleveland, they were burning his jerseys. I bought two fat heads that were normally 140 some odd dollars for like 19 or 17.96. Um, whenever Benedict Arnold did his thing, like that's what. But now they came back and absolutely loved him. So I think his the pressure. He's human, 
So how he felt, the backlash that people gave him from the very beginning, he said he even called his agent and asked him, why would you let me make the decision to go to the Warriors? He said that because of how bad people made him feel. But until he got around other millionaires and other people who would have probably did the exact same thing, he was like, you know what? I made the right decision for me. So forget what everybody else thinks. I don't care if you think it's weak or not. Kevin Durant is an MVP and a champion. And that can never be taken away from him. But how do you explain his strange summer? Now, you have to admit, like joking aside, it's very strange. Number one, you attack your teammate's shoe company. You know Steph Curry's all about Under Armour and say, oh, that's a weak shoe. And Steph Curry's looking like, what are you doing? And then you come back and have these weird Twitter accounts and he keeps attacking people. If you know you're validated, why do you keep putting yourself out there? He, it's like he wants us to continue having this conversation about it being uh, a weak move. I doubt like, he, all jokes aside, can you explain, at least ride with me with this, it's a very strange summer from a p- player who just won the MVP of the finals and won the finals. Yeah, but when people in the media won't shut up and like still want to, I mean, still dog the guy because he made the decision to go win a championship and win a ring, that's not the first time they that something like but that's he's happened. he's put himself out there for us to even have this conversation. Uh, he's know. doing it. Nobody know. was having this conversation anymore about him leaving Oklahoma City Thunder until he said, oh, they were weak, and he keeps talking. He will not let the players I don't go. think he stopped. Do you follow him on Twitter? He just talked about the Oklahoma City players. I'm just saying, but do you follow him on Twitter? No, okay. So, Okay, so I don't think that you realize what people are tweeting at him. And so at well, some that, point that, in time, I think he's human. Fine. You're right. He is human. But when you do something, the, the the main basis of this conversation is him making fake accounts. You, what does that mean? That means he wants to say his piece without anybody without knowing that that is him. Right. Bro, own up. Use your own Twitter account. Do you think he's the only person that does that? But he got do, caught. On, uh, right. But, but it's the same for everybody. That's not the point. Other people do it. I believe it. LeBron might do it. I mean, I'm talking other athletes do it. But when you get caught doing it, which I, I can applaud him for apologizing and man up that he did do it. But at the same token, you got to own up. If this is your opinion about what people think about you, you own up and you say, this is how I feel. What it makes me think about him is that he's very sensitive. I don't want anybody to know that this is how I feel or that I'm the one that's coming out and, and arguing against what you how you feel about me. Own up on your own account and say what you have to say. That's my only problem. He is human. He can say whatever he wants to say. But the fact that he had to go into the shadows somewhere and say these things to other people, I mean, that's that's my problem with the whole thing. And kind of on top of that, as much as I play around, call this move week and cupcake and all that, I think Kevin Durant is a hell of a player, right? Everybody agrees with that. And I loved him even since Texas because I love Texas basketball. And I watch him. I knew he was a great talent. This, to me right now, is just so confusing. I've never seen a player in their feelings so much. That's the part that's so confusing to me. Why do you have this offseason? It's like he wants to have a, a tour saying, look, everybody, you were all wrong. I was right. I made the right move. Now apologize. Right, but you've never... That's, who's going to do that? But you've never seen... I've never seen fans who aren't even fans of his have an opinion about his decision. Like, he, he felt like he had to. His mom went on a tour, basically, a media circuit, trying to defend her son because average people who don't even like basketball or who do, or, or even if you are a basketball fan, you're really a fan of one team and not necessarily of him, he had to defend himself. If he doesn't defend himself, who will? But that's the problem. The public but perception. Did he, did, did he really defend himself? That's the point to me. He didn't. What he did was, now I'm going to keep on bringing this up because we keep on averting away from this. And this is about this particular topic. If he wants to go play for Golden State, that's fine. But 
do it and let everybody know that you're doing I it. I don't think people, I, I, I don't believe, I, I think that there's several athletes out there who, based on so, social media, based on sponsorships, based on the NBA and the NFL and these professional code of conducts, I believe there's a lot of people out there who who did that. I agree. Um, what was his name? Jennings, um, the receiver for the Packers. Um Goodness gracious. Greg Jennings. Do you remember the the YouTube video he made when Marshawn Lynch was running against the Saints? Yeah. And he was like, hold my D. You, you never saw that video? I haven't seen it. Though. Yeah. I mean, he, his video, his alias, alias was like Seagram 7 something. Like, But he was able to go on there and just say whatever he wanted to. And not until people came out and said, this is an NFL football player. People didn't know that. So this isn't new. I mean, I think a lot of NFL players do it. And this kind of keeps them out of trouble and lets them be the person they want to be and still save their sponsorships and, you know, their public image. Um, and, and whether it's right or wrong, I mean, it is. is if it wasn't, I mean, I, I guarantee you, if other athletes came out and said, well, you know what, I have, I have an extra Twitter account too. Right? I mean, they... I don't think that people, this would be such a big I deal. think my biggest issue with Kevin specifically is because nobody's going to argue that when LeBron left, who's villainized more, LeBron or Kevin Durant? LeBron was villainized to a completely different level. I don't think to so. To the point where the owner came out and said, we're going to win the championship. He was villainized in right, Cleveland. The American didn't villainize. Oh, they did. No. His, his popularity no. went from number no. one to number six. He no. was he was villainized. LeBron. I don't think he was as much Not as, as Kevin Durant. I don't think it Are was. y'all serious? No, because look, look, look. Look, when people talk about LeBron James... The only thing they ever mention is bad, negative about him is the decision. That's all people talk no. about. Are y'all serious right now? I disagree. Look, the reason why Kevin Durant can even make his move is because how villainized LeBron James was. And nobody, he took the heat. Nobody believes that LeBron, No one, even today, people complained about what Kevin Durant did and said that what LeBron did wasn't a, a weak move. These are the same people. So what Kevin Durant did was a weak move, but LeBron wasn't? Like people right now, people right now, and there's a lot more LeBron fans wow. than there are KD fans. Wow. I'm just being honest with you. Well, LeBron James isn't called a cupcake. He isn't <laughs> called weak and things like that. This has evolved into that. And not just that. With the Kevin Durant situation, there's another player involved, and that's Russell Westbrook. LeBron James didn't leave and then have another player also piggyback and say things about him. That's why I think that it's a little bit different with Kevin Durant. He has Russell Westbrook say things about him. He has OKC saying things about him. He has a whole nation saying things about him. The Thunder organization have never said anything. Well, I'm talking about Thunder players. Other Thunder players. Because he's coming out and calling them. No, I'm I'm just saying. He literally called his Thunder players. This was before that. This is before that. This is before that also. This is before that. He has beef with that whole team. The nation, nah, not the whole, and the, just and, and the, the and the whole, even, even cancer, and even with LeBron James, it wasn't about him going to the Miami Heat. It was about the decision. For Kevin Durant, it's about him going to the Golden State Warriors. That's it. Okay, and that was it. Now, That's like it. I said, my whole problem with the whole thing was the Twitter thing. That's my whole problem. Everything yeah. else that Kevin Durant does was whatever. Yeah. But man up. If you have an opinion, if you want to defend yourself, defend yourself. Because this. I thought the move was an easy move. That's the word I use. I don't use a week. I thought it was an easy move. And he did the same thing again. He took the easy way out. Oh, I'm going to defend myself this way and make a fake Twitter account. You think I'm a punk? Well, I'm going to talk to you through another account so no one knows who, who it is. That's my problem. Yeah. Uh, man, I think. I just, I just that, honestly believe he's making it hard for you to root for him. Um, he, he makes it hard for you to root for him. With a, some of the antics he had this now, summer is weird. Especially it's hard, now. It's hard. I mean, regards under athletes do it. He's the first one to get caught to get caught doing it, right? And so it is it is hard. But it's not just, just to talk about your teammate's shoe line like that. It's weird. I just don't understand I didn't what hear his that part. game plan is. I didn't hear season. that part. 
I mean, players talk about players. Yeah, but you can't tell. But not your teammate. Yeah, and people, especially yes, the yes, way yes. Curry reps Under Armour. So oh, that's a weak shoe. How do you do that? When they ask Curry about it, Curry, Curry's like, he said that. Uh, we'll I've never, I've never even heard that. I've oh, never even heard that. that I've, I've heard something of look that. Look it up. We'll, we'll have it's to look it up. There. But yeah. I've heard something of that too. But he's not lying. It is a weak shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to, I mean, he can't come out and say it's a great shoe but when they, you got but, a Nike. They didn't think, ask that's, him that's though. The point. That's even the point. What do they ask him? But that's the point either, though. You know, your teammate Steph Curry is sponsored by Under Armour. Why even say that? I mean, we I don't know. I don't know the type of relationship that they have. I crack jokes on my friends all the time. I mean, we literally crack jokes. I mean, jokes you probably shouldn't crack with each other all the time. I don't know what type of relationship they have. No, you to crack that. jokes, but you're not going to go out on a public stage and do it. Um, yeah, some of them, yes, we no, but, no, no, no. I don't mean when you're out in public. I mean on a public stage and do that. And rep and, and you even hurt possibly his pocketbook. You're going to hurt your possibly. How is he hurting his pocketbook? You're saying his brand is weak. Don't buy his no, shoe. No, I didn't hear. No. I didn't. I, I, if he did say that, I didn't. You can't, I didn't hear. This is what brand. he said. He said nobody wants to play in Under Armour shoes. No, 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 in Under Armour. Period. But what? What was the question? Nobody posed a question to him. He said that it was unsolicited. It was just Kevin Durant <laughs> being Kevin Durant. He just, just tweeted confused. that. He just tweeted that. He said it. I don't think he, he tweeted said it, it to who. I guess for, I don't know. I don't know. This is ask, ask Chris, man. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the context of that conversation. But he was he was on a podcast, and it was Bill Simmons' podcast, and he was just talking. Literally, he was just talking. I, I mean, so you, I, I don't know if we just I don't know if we could just have a conversation that would just blurt out. Hey, man, nobody wants to know Under Armour. Like there had to be you something. Have, you have blurted out stuff on this. Not show, like that. This <laughs> Not like nowhere. <laughs> anyway, I mean, based on his past beef with Russell Westbrook, also as well. You would think he wouldn't say things like no, that. No, but though. they're so they they are truly like a family in Golden State. How those you, guys? How have, can you say that? I'm just being honest with you. That, but, and read you up on it. They are. Are yeah. you the locker room? I'm just telling you know what they are. Just tell everything let, let, let that me I read. give you guys the content of the conversation because I have it. They were talking, and Bill Simmons, because you know he's from Maryland, he's from that area. He asked him why didn't he go to Maryland, and he said nobody wants to go to Maryland because you know you have to wear Under Armour shoes. Nobody wants to wear Under Armour. Why would you say that? For what purpose does that serve? Well, okay, maybe he was. That's thinking. joking to me. I don't maybe think. he was. But I, I yeah. think. I think that's after the interview, and people say, you know, why would you say that? You know that Steph Curry is with Under Armour. He might think and say, oh, maybe yeah. he wasn't thinking, but yeah. it was still, you yeah. know, it was still dumb. That's the truth, though. I mean, I think I think you take that tongue in cheek. I don't think that's a, taking a jab at your teammate. Not me personally. If it was, if it's the first, like right now, LeBron. Kyrie Irving's left. Left. Now it's like if any other thing happens. Oh yeah, that's you know, how they're gonna see. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. He left. Westbrook is like, I hate this guy. So now any other thing happens, like, okay, I see why maybe they might have a little conflict. Right, but we knew Westbrook and Durant didn't get along before that. So the even the expectation for him to stay there was well, well ridiculous. not really. No, I, I mean, mean they you, were arguing. You, no, they no, weren't talking but, but to each was, other. But even then, even with the Kyrie and uh, LeBron thing. No one saw that coming. They acted like they were just BFFs. But but Westbrook and Durant weren't like that. I know. I understand. They would look at. They would walk off each other off the court, not even look at each other. I understand. Each other. I understand. I understand that. I understand that. But still, at the end of the day, when you leave and go somewhere else, there's a reason for that conflict, and no one really thought it was on Kevin Durant's side. Right. Like you all know, Westbrook yeah. is a yeah, you know yeah. pretty hyped up mm-hmm. guy. But now when you see things like this, even him being a hyped up guy, you're like. If you say little things like about that about me, 
I'm going to think a certain way about you. Yeah, but I mean, think of it. You're talking about him being sensitive. He is. I mean, you saw several times where I want to say, I don't know if it was Roberson or maybe it was or Westbrook that wound up getting the final shot, and he was hot that game. I can't remember which one it was, but after he shot, the game went and shot, he missed, and Durant, like, walks off the court, and he's, like, shaking his hand, head and, like, you know, punching the air because he wanted that shot, and he deserved that. I want, I want to say it was a Spurs series, but um, he is that type of player. I mean, he's um, he's very emotional. I think he's very, very, very emotional, but I think he's had a lot to prove from the very, very beginning. So even at Texas, I mean, when he came out, I thought the kid was – I mean, he went to an organization who basically was crappy. That's how they got the draft pick. And then they wound up moving. I think he's carried, he's had pressure on him since the very, very beginning. I agree. From the very beginning. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the I think that's. Kind of, always high. Yeah, and, and I he's think, always met them. I think he's worn that on his sleeve. And I mean, he's a little, he is, he's an emotional player. If you see him out there, he's emotional. He gets fired up and gets overexcited when he probably shouldn't be. Um, and he's probably really pissed off when he shouldn't be. But I mean, I like the guy. I really do. And I mean, if he continues, I mean, if other stuff happens, I think if we see this guy like out partying, I see, you know, um, you know, if you if he's fallen into like depression because of this, and allegedly he was close to that, he was really he was there, he was right there. Um, and if he goes back into that, or you see him, you know, drinking and driving, or just making some stupid decisions, partying, and not that they can't party, they all party, but you know what I mean. I think if he starts making some bad decisions, then I think we have a cause for concern. But right now. I think he's still, I mean, he's just been a kid. So you do know what concern means. What? <laughs> well, that's, I'm talking about, I'm concerned for his life, not. But you say you're a type of person that's concerned. Right. You're talking about, we're talking about sports. You said in general. Yeah. That's what you said earlier. <laughs> if you have, if you have, you're talking about somebody's life, you're you talking about somebody's life, that's a different story. No, I'm messing with you. But yeah, I, I agree. I agree with most of the stuff you said right now. Uh, can I bring up one point real quick? Yes, sir. Um, Russell Westbrook still hasn't signed that big extension. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really talking about it, but time is ticking, and he's gone radio silent because then he released a commercial right when the season ended talking about loyalty. You stayed. He had this long, love you, Oklahoma City. Why hasn't he signed the extension yet? No, he's. I think I, I would be shocked. His deadline's coming up pretty yeah, quickly. I, I would still if be it hasn't shocked passed. if he doesn't resign with OKC. The reason why I ask is if you're Oklahoma City and he doesn't sign that extension this season, do you trade him? You have to. You, you have, have to. to. Yeah. And if you trade him, you know Paul George is gone too. But that's on OKC. Everything that's ever happened to OKC, that's on that organization to me. Right now, if you would have told right now that they would be in a messer today from that uh, finals appearance with Miami, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. They should have at least a couple of championships under their belt. I'm telling I mean, and we know we know that the organizations can't tamper with people, but I'm just to your point, and this is going to sound very Homer-ish, but if Paul George, if there was any inclination that he still hadn't talked about not saying, no, I don't want to go to Los Angeles, mm -hmm. but if he's been in OKC and him and Westbrook have had this conversation, like, what are your plans? I'd imagine they had this conversation already. And they said, what happens if you have a good season? We'll have to talk about that. But if he if he said at all, you know, man, I, I really want to go back home. I want to play at home. And that's where Russell Westbrook is from, too. I don't know. And that's from, to me, that's the craziest part about this story, which you just brought up. In my opinion, I think those uh, Russell Westbrook's contingents of his people were probably saying, okay, let's sign this contract. Once they get Paul George in there and him and Paul George having a conversation, what would stop Paul George from saying, hey, Russ, don't sign that. Let's go to L.A. You know what I mean? Like They brought him here to save Oklahoma City. But what if he just said, don't sign the contract, you don't have to be loyal to anybody, and let's go to L.A. 
and that is the reason I think that is because I think those types of conversations are the reasons the Lakers didn't because the Lakers should Lakers aren't their expectations are if we could be nine or ten in the West, that's better than being twelve or thirteen, right? So they didn't make some of the moves I think they should have made, banking on the fact that this is going to go down. That's the only thing. In my mind as a Laker fan, I hope that's what they did because otherwise they failed us as a fan because we didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. We got we got rid of D'Angelo Russell, um, got a decent center, a serviceable center, but I think they're hanging their hat on. If I got both of those two together, they could talk to each other. Both of them want to come back home, and Russell Westbrook is like, I'm not signing that thing yet. That's crazy. He'd be the highest paid player in the NBA. Or one of the highest played players in the yeah. NBA, and he's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna wait." But as as a LA Laker or as an organization, you have to take that risk, right? You have to. You have to. Well, if you think it's a possibility, right. but and it, it is. It but is. it's always a possibility. It is. In yeah, LA. yeah, but it's always a possibility. Yeah, but th- you've got to have you got to have a you've got to have a really good hunch that they're going to do that because otherwise you you're missing out on a lot. The and Lakers, we, did, we all have a hunch, right? It's a pretty good hunch. Yeah, but I think their hunches are a little bit different than ours. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a little bit different yeah. than ours. And when you get Magic Johnson in there and, you know, players being able to talk and recruit, I just think that for them to do what they did, even to get rid of the pieces they got rid of, you know, they lost Swaggy P. They got rid of D'Angelo Russell. Like, I really think they, I don't know. Swaggy P. Swaggy P's really? going to watch what he's going to do. Watch what he's going to no, do. It's, a, go different, to no, it's a, a different scenario. <laughs> but uh, So, saying, first of all, he was the Lakers' leading scorer, but not leading this year, but the previous year. Anything. It didn't Correct. amount to anything. But, it, but that dude is just a pure shooter. The dude no, no, can shoot. He is. He's, a, he's, he's a, more valuable to the Golden State Warriors than he was to the Los Angeles Lakers. That, that, yeah. Well, he's, that's, that's I, I'm not going to doubt it. He's a great – I don't know. I think he was more valuable to the Lakers. Lakers needed and what, him. And what? They didn't need him? They did need him. Okay. I'm not going to. The Lakers did need him. Golden State doesn't – Golden State wins this championship without Swaggy P. I could, I agree. The with Lakers that. probably the win point. fourteen games without Swaggy. Oh, okay, from no. fourteen to no. nineteen. No, no, no. I mean, is it? Who cares? I mean, that's the point. Is who cares? From fourteen to twenty-one. Well, you wins. brought it up. Like you brought up that they were more valuable. You said his name because he's gonna be. He's gonna beast. He's gonna be a great addition to that team. He's gonna be a great so addition to the team. See, I never thought this would happen. When you go on our podcast and you're going to have a little section, it's going to say Swaggy P, and you can click on it. Yeah. And we've just talked about Swaggy P. He's a beast. We're going to talk about him a lot. I, I, I love Swaggy P. <laughs> I love Swaggy P. Shoot the ball. Just put your hands up. It's going in, baby. And it doesn't go in. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> That's Swaggy P. I love that picture they have. Every time something's like confusing, they always use his face for things. <laughs> Texan Super Bowl. Swaggy P. What? People wouldn't know what who D'Angelo Russell was if it wasn't for Swaggy P. Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's a snitch. Oh my God. <sighs> so, can I tell you something? What? Uh you know how you always tell me about, you know, your peeps saying how much I'm wrong and how much they, they want to kill me. Not you're, that you're wrong. Yeah, this, but you don't like some of the things you say. Your take on Draymond Green was not very popular. <laughs> Oh, not the people I talked to. It might have been either way. People I talked to thought that you were crazy. They thought you were crazy. That's fine. That's fine. They thought you was crazy. Let's not get back. Let's not get back. I'm just that. saying. Let's. I tried to avert away from that. I really did. Okay, <sighs> guys, subscribe to our podcast. Leave comments. Let me know if I'm right or Trey's. If Trey's right about the Draymond Green situation. Okay, that was what podcast twenty three. Yeah. Bring it up. 
I'm done. You want to say Cowboy Nation? I'm back? Hell no. Texans back? <laughs> Bulls, I'll say Bulls on hey, parade. Bulls on parade. That's what I'll say. What kind of parade? Deshaun Watson, 426 yards, 100 yards rushing. So it is possible. It is possible. Oh, no. no, God, no. <laughs> What's the final score of Texans and Patriots? Texans, Patriots, 31 to 17. We get 17 points? Sure. I like that. I'm a big fan 17 points. Yeah. I, think, I, think the, I think the Texans do have some up their sleeve. Are we going to mark the tape? Or are we going to add this to tomorrow? We always mark the tape. <laughs> mark the tape. We let you know you were wrong. <laughs> mark the tape. 31 to 17. That's more than y'all scored all season, right? Yeah. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> Combined? <laughs> Cowboy Nation, we out. The hate on this on, is just unbelievable. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics. 